I was thinking about doing some gambling myself. You know, just a little bit of money. Maybe doubling it and doubling it several more times. I don't know. Kind of just for fun. I was thinking, do you have any tips or ideas about sure things? Welcome into another episode of By the Hook. Colby Powell and Andrew Gilman with you, breaking down a little of the NFL action this week. Tonight is Dolphins and Jaguars, which will be three hours of watching football, the quality of which no one can quite vouch for, Andrew. Um, no, and I bet, Colby, I bet we don't see an onside kick as good as the Dallas one. And, and if we do, I bet we don't see a team that's allergic to covering the kick like Atlanta did. It was, I mean, one of the single greatest kicks you'll ever see from Greg Zerline, the spin he was able to put on the ball. It was it, good. It also, see, and, and I actually think that somebody should look into this because they said that Dallas was only going to uh, allow tickets to 25% capacity, but I think mm-hmm. there were four or five extra people who bought tickets, and those were the guys on the Falcons' hands team. Oh, my gosh. They were, they were I, you know what it was? I think it was a combination of what you just said. Uh, those guys bought tickets to watch the game or, and, Actually, I should say, and or they were mesmerized by the spin. It was like a top that had hypnotized them. They couldn't move. Yeah, it was it, amazing. You're right. It spun them into submission where they could not move. There were like four or five of them who just stood there and watched it roll across the 45 yard line and let the uh, Dallas guy jump on it. It was brilliant. It what? was brilliant. Why didn't they move to the ball? What am I missing here? Why didn't oh, they have move no to idea. the ball? Not only could they have okay. moved to the ball, but if they didn't want to risk getting the ball, the Dallas Cowboy who was standing there just waiting for it to go 10 yards so he can jump on it, you're legally right. allowed to block that guy. You can just run up and hit him. Yeah. And they yeah. didn't. They, okay. just, they just let him stand next to the ball while it rolled five yards, and then he jumped on it. It was the damnedest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was almost like what I thought when I was watching Oklahoma State uh, kick it around against Tulsa. And they looked awful, by the way. Uh, nearly that entire game. It's taken about three minutes of that game. They were terrible. It, it made me think, did these guys practice in the offseason? Did they do any practicing? Because it damn sure didn't look like it. And has Atlanta not worked on any onside kick coverage? Because they looked like a high school team. Actually, not even a high school team. A ninth grade team. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Dan Quinn's not much for situational football. Is he? Well, at 28 to 3, he sure was. I think, we, I think sure. we've got a big enough sample size to deduce that Dan Quinn is not much for practicing situational football. Uh, when are the, when's he going to get fired? Because Matt Ryan and Dan Quinn seem to go well together. They, they have all. You've got Julio Jones. You've had Rod, remember Roddy White, how good he was? Well, how good is Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley's putting up much better Cal- numbers than Julio the last two seasons. That, that, that's what I'm talking about. They've got all of these guys, and they're going to be forgotten. They're going to yeah. be forgotten as an average team. Yep, yep. They're playing the Bears this I'm week. Not, Three point favorite, but yeah, uh, um, I know. And I'm going to say something ridiculous. But when we get to that, I was going to tell you never let me bet on Atlanta and give me Atlanta this week in the exact same comma with a comma separating them. Give me Atlanta this week. They're terrible, but the Bears are not good. They're not a good two and O team. Give me Atlanta and the points this week. Okay, so you told me to never let you bet Houston again because right. every time you do, you hurt right. yourself. So I'm assuming you're taking yeah. them plus the four on the road at Pittsburgh. I, I, I am, and here's why. Here's why. Not because I love Bill O'Brien. I don't. And not because I trust Deshaun Watson in these big games, because I don't. But because that line is goofy. Why is it only four? That makes me think Pittsburgh is a slam dunk. Pittsburgh, can, they're not even getting a touchdown here? No, no, no. There's something really fishy with that line. If that line, if that line was 10 or 12 for Pittsburgh, I'd buy into Pittsburgh. 
at four, give me give me Houston. I'm going the other way on that. Yeah, I actually kind of like the logic there. It's like last week we looked at the Indianapolis-Minnesota uh, game. Indianapolis was like a three- or four-point favorite at home against the Vikings, and Indianapolis was coming off a loss to Jacksonville, and we both said, yep. that's weird. you got to take Indy because that's weird. And what did they do? Yep. They went out and just steamrolled Minnesota. So, uh, by the way, Indy yep. is actually the biggest favorite of the week because they're playing the only non-NFL team in the NFL. That's the New York Jets. You, you were talking about <laughs> – we talked about Dan Quinn. We talked about Bill O'Brien. Uh, those guys, the only reason that they're not in the conversation for worst coach in the NFL is because Adam Gase has run away with that title. We talked about that three weeks ago, a month ago, when we got into our futures. I don't remember what the Jets were, but we both liked the under on that. We just And both of our reasoning was the same. Where are the wins coming from, and who thinks Adam Gase can get these guys to that number? Nobody trusts that guy. Yeah, including the 22 guys that take the field each week, apparently, because it is a complete, complete disaster. It does definitely, definitely seem that way. It would be hard to take the Jets. If you're thinking about taking the Jets, that's probably a no play. I would, I would well, go the other this, side though. of it. Let me ask you this, because the, the Indianapolis Colts, I think we would both agree, are just a very average NFL team. That's what they are. Yep. And very rarely yep. do you see average NFL teams as 11.5-point favorites. You'll see the Baltimores and the Kansas Cities of the world get up there. We saw a lot of the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick teams as double-digit favorites. Rarely do you see a team with a 7.5 win total as an 11.5-point favorite in week three. So just from that logic, man, I think 11 and a half is a big number. I almost think that I would hold my breath, bet the jets and hope that they're down 17 with two minutes left and they score a garbage time touchdown. Cause I think at 11 and a half against an average indie team, the back door is just all wide open for 60 minutes. It is. And that, that's not the reason that the Colts are getting 11 isn't has, it has nothing to do with the Colts. It's strictly a public, side bet against the Jets. Everyone knows the Jets are terrible. What's it going to take to get some money on a double-digit underdog? If you gave them seven, the Colts are the play all day. If you gave them eight and a half, the Colts are the play all day. It's got to get to a number that somebody's intrigued by the Jets. And right now, even 11 and a half isn't working, Colby. It's 70% of the money, 72% of the bets are on the Colts. So that number isn't even high enough. I think it goes up. If you like the Jets, I would wait till kickoff. It probably goes up. Yeah, it probably will. I would love to get it at, you know, 12 and a half. If you could get it at 12 and a half, that gets you in that kind of 31 to 20. Well, I guess 31 to 20, you're still good at 11 and a half. But anyway, the extra point certainly helps. There is a game this week that I really like, but I don't want to tell you what side of it I'm on until you tell me what side you're on. And that is the Washington football team at the Cleveland Browns. The line on that game is seven. The Cleveland Browns are a seven-point favorite at home against Washington. Which side of that are you on? I can see, I can hear, and I'll nearly see it. I can nearly see it in the tone of your voice that you're not taking Cleveland minus seven against maybe Norman North. I don't think you trust Cleveland to cover seven against anybody. Am I right? So I'm 2-0 and on Thursday Night Football so far. Last week, all I said was, I don't think the Bengals are very good, but the Browns damn sure aren't good enough to be a six-point favorite over anybody in the NFL. Uh, Jets exploded. Right. And right. I got the back door last week. I got the Bengals scoring late. They ended up losing by five. This week, Washington is a seven-point dog. Washington has one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. You know the second-worst quarterback in the league against pressure is? Probably Baker Mayfield. It's a guy named Baker Mayfield. He's got a case of the happy feet, and I think he might get some happy feet on Sunday. I I think that this is a close game to the wire, but I love Washington plus the seven, and if someone was so inclined to sprinkle a little bit on them at plus 270 on the money line, I don't think it's a bad way to spend your money on Sunday. 
that's probably a good point. You, you'd have me talk into that. That's a stay away game for me. I don't, I don't like the seven either. I don't trust Washington either. And you know what's different about Baker Mayfield is he's going to have happy feet, but he's not particularly good at scrambling. This isn't Oklahoma where he could get away from guys. This isn't Kyler Murray who absolutely crushes your will on third. Who, who Washington played last week, by the way. Right, right. Kyler Murray can scramble out of trouble on a third and eight. I don't think Baker Mayfield can do that. And on top of that, Kyler Murray has somebody like Hopkins to pitch and catch the ball to. I don't think Cleveland and Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield are that kind of combination. I would probably tend to go Cleveland if I had to, but only because I don't believe in Washington and you go another road game coming from Arizona. I think they're out of, out of sorts. I think they were lucky to win week one. This is a team I would probably bet against. Uh, 14 out of 17 weeks, 14 out of 16 weeks, obviously not counting the bye week, but uh, that's a stay away game for me. It, as much as you love it, I love staying away from that one. I don't like either side of that. Yeah, I like the Washington plus the seven. What's a game you do love this week? Give me a couple of your favorites. Okay, I will give you a, a one of my favorites right here. I love the Patriots coming off of a loss at home against a 2-0 Raiders team, and all I have to do is give you less than a touchdown at minus six. The, the Patriots were pretty good against the Seahawks. They were a yard away from winning that game straight up. Uh, I don't know what number. We had it at four and a half or so, so they didn't cover the four and a half. But if you bought a point or two in there, you might have been safe with the five. I think they lost 35-30. Give me Belichick against Carr and a Raiders team that probably is happy to be 2-0. Uh, I, I think it's a great spot for Belichick. I think it's a great spot for the Patriots. And here's a stat for you. Bill Belichick. 34-13, and 13, that's 72% against the spread after a loss since 2003. Yeah, that doesn't shock me one bit. So, you know, my wife is and, a big Patriots fan. Go ahead, go ahead. Yep. Finish your thought. And, and he doesn't just – they don't just cover those games. They cover them by nearly a touchdown. They cover them by 5.7 points over the number. So they're get, you're almost getting an extra touchdown in there. Give me the Patriots and Survivor if you haven't taken them. Give me the Patriots against the six. Uh, and I would I would sprinkle uh, them as part of mar- uh, line parlay, too. I think this is an easy win for the Patriots. Yeah, so That's I'm, the one I love the most. Yeah, my wife's a big Patriots fan, so we watched that game on Sunday night. We're driving in the car the other night, and we're talking about fantasy football. And I was thinking, I was like, who do the Patriots play this week? And I was like, oh, the Patriots have the Raiders at home. I told my wife in the car on Tuesday night, Patriots are going to win that game by two touchdowns. They're coming off a loss. Yep. They're at home. Yep. Cam looks really good right now. They have designed yep. the perfect offense around Cam Newton, yep. I think. Also, yep. uh, I'm going to give you a bonus. Not only is New England coming off a loss, Las Vegas is traveling three time zones after having to play yep. a four-quarter physical game against New Orleans on Monday night, Andrew. They're on a short week, yep. coming off an That's emotional true. high, beating New Orleans. They're not going to go. I, I really I think New England's going to win that game 30 to 16, somewhere in that yeah, neighborhood. I, I think, it's, I think I they're going to beat them by two touchdowns. 14. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. I've got to give it up to Gruden and the Raiders, though. They look okay through two weeks. They've beaten the Panthers, and then they come and win that Monday night game. Uh, you know, that, that, that's impressive to me to some extent. I, I think that we both sold each other on the Patriots. I think that's the easiest call of the week. Uh, yeah, I really – I love the Patriots minus the five, so I'll definitely be on that one. Uh, and like you said, Moneyline Parlay, I think, is a really good spot there, too. Uh, a game that 
you know, not a lot of people like to watch the Bills. They're just kind of the Bills. And I don't think a lot of people are still not sold on uh, Josh Allen, even though he's off to a great start against some bad teams early in the season. They've got the Rams at home this week. So we'll see what Aaron Donald can do to make his life miserable. But that line is two and a half in favor of the Bills. Any, any love for that game? Bills at Rams? You're showing Bills at minus no, two and a half? No, no, no. Uh, Rams at Bills. Rams at Bills. So the, the Rams are traveling to Buffalo, and yeah, I'm oh. showing Buffalo minus the two and a half. Let me check that one again, because I'm showing something different than you are. I'm showing Rams at Bills minus... Okay, this is... Yeah, it was backwards on the uh, uh, on the sheet that I was looking at here. You're correct. The Bills getting 79% of the money. Uh, they're getting 30, but only 37% of the bet. So that means the public sort of likes the other side, but all of the money is going to be on the Bills in that game. I, I don't know enough about that one. I would tend to go, I would tend to side with where the money is. Uh, that makes me think that it, there's some sharp money on the Bills at home. I think they're the real deal. I, we both like them to win the East. Uh, I, I wouldn't see them losing this game. I think the Rams were uh, not near the team that, uh, I don't. I thought the Rams were fortunate to beat Dallas. I like the Bills in this spot, only giving up a field goal yet. Yeah, I like them minus the two and a half. At three and a half, it would be a no play for me. I like them at, at two and a half. Last week, they beat Miami 31-28. I think you're going to see Buffalo in some some fairly close games this year because I don't mm-hmm. think they're the style of team that's going to run away from people. But at two and mm-hmm. a half, I certainly like it there. Uh, all right, let me ask you about the game of the week. Really probably setting up to be the game of the year, uh, at least in yeah. principle. And that is Chiefs. At Ravens, I cannot believe mm-hmm. that we live in a world where the Chiefs can be three and a half point underdogs. But that's what we have this week in Baltimore: a field goal and the hook for Baltimore. You like that side? I sort of do. I, I know I've gone against Mahomes now uh, the week one, and then we lost with him. We both liked him minus eight and a half yes. last week against it was the Chargers. Uh, they were lucky to win the game, uh, and in fact, the only reason they won that game is because the Chargers coach punts on fourth and one what in jump. overtime what and jump. basically says my basically says we're going to put Mahomes back on the field and all they Chiefs needed to do was kick a field goal it wasn't the first possession of overtime it was the sudden death possession of overtime it was that the to worst. me is a it was, that's it was a losing wor- football. Yeah, that's it, a losing it, football. It was the worst kicking decision I saw made all weekend and I saw Mike Gundy kick a field goal to go up by six points late in the fourth quarter I mentioned the same thing Mike Gundy turned a one-possession game into a one-possession game. <laughs> into a one-possession game. game, yep. And it worked, and it worked. 88% of the money, by the way, on the Ravens. Whoa. 37% of the bets. 63% of the bets are on the Chiefs, but not only 12% of the money. So big money coming in on the Ravens there. I think um, Lamar Jackson, he's looked good. Um, I think a lot of people are sort of buying low on the Chiefs probably at this point because they didn't look great last week. They're due to lose at some point. If they're not going to lose here, where are they going to lose? Yeah, it's a good question. They they probably should have lost last week after the Chargers medical doctor stabbed Tyrod Taylor in the lung and didn't get him to play. That is uh, a random, random 2020 sports story is Tyrod Taylor getting stabbed in the lung by the team doctor. But wait a second, Colby. Wait a second. 99% of the people who have a punctured lung survive. Why isn't he out there playing? This is football. Go play. Rub some dirt on it? Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is that that's what people would say about the COVID. 99% of the people survived. Why are we canceling anything? 
Tyrod Taylor needs to go out there and play. Yeah, I Nobody's agree. saying that, though, are they? Rub some dirt on it. Get some get some dirt. Rub it on the lung. We'll yep. get it patched up yep. for you. Uh, all right. Uh, absolutely. All right, I'm 2-0 and on Monday Night Football. So, not on Monday Night Football. On Thursday Night Football against the spread. I'm 2-0. and Tonight, I am rolling with the Fighting Fitz Magics as three-point dogs. They're a road team on Thursday night, but it doesn't matter because they're only traveling from Miami to Jacksonville, uh, and there's 20% of the fans, 25 maybe. So give me the Fighting Fitz Magics as three-point dogs tonight. Who you got? I kind of like the same side that you do as well. I don't trust uh, – I mean, these guys – I'll give it to them. Jacksonville's played pretty well. Uh, they seem to play hard, and Minshew's easy to cheer for. But I sort of think this is an absolute coin flip of a game. Anytime I see a coin flip of the game and all of the money or a significant portion of the money and a significant portion of the bets on one side, this is an absolute pick game to me. And the Dolphins are only getting 29% of the bets, 31% of the money. The other side of it is getting almost everything. I like the Dolphins, too. I'd sprinkle a little bit of money line on that. I think they just as well win this game, much less uh, play within that three. All right, saved a couple more big ones here for the end, and then we'll get your favorite survivor plays. Packers, Saints, Saints at yep. home on a short week, yep. coming off a loss. Saints are three-point favorites in this one. Which side? Love, love, love the Saints in this one. Give me the three off of a loss. I don't trust uh, Sean Payton at home in home openers, maybe. Uh, and I thought that they looked sleepy against the Raiders. I thought that was a good spot for the Raiders last week, uh, last Monday. Uh, I think the Saints bounce back in a big way. The Packers are due for a little bit of a regression. 92% of the money, though, is on the Saints. So that makes me sort of think it's going to go the other way. However, however, when you look at the number of, uh, when you look at the percentage of the bets, 74% are on the Packers. So the smart money is on the Saints, which makes me like that even more. Give me the Saints on the short week off of a loss at home. I think that's an easy call. Minus three. I see. I don't think it's an easy call. I I think it's kind of a square play. But I like Green Bay in New Orleans. I'm just not totally sold on the Saints. I still don't know what Michael Thomas's status is. If he's out there, he certainly won't be a hundred percent. And that offense without him didn't look great. I mean, I don't think Drew Brees attempted a pass more than twenty yards downfield the entire game. Half of his mm-hmm. completions were to running backs. I, I think Green Bay is just a better team than New Orleans is. So you're giving me the better team and I get a field goal. I really struggle not to take that side. So uh, I think I'm leaning Packers in that one. Well, the better team only giving up a field goal plus one last week in Vegas didn't get it done. The Saints are certainly better than the than the Raiders and all you were having to do was give four there. They're the better team and only given four. Yeah, I think they're a little better than the Raiders. With, without Michael yeah. Thomas, I yeah. think they're a little better than the Raiders. I did bet the Raiders yeah. in that game. I actually got them plus six and a half. Uh, oh, and wow. I did bet the Raiders in that game because I just I thought it was a bad spot for New Orleans. And they talked about yep. it on the broadcast. For whatever reason, New Orleans is allergic to starting 2-0. and They haven't started 2-0 and yeah. since 2013, and they've had some really good teams since then. Yeah, I, I just think uh, for all of the reasons that it was a bad spot for New Orleans last week, and we agree that it was, I think this is a good spot for them here. Coming off of a loss, Coming back at home. I know there's no fans there. The fans make a big difference in New Orleans as anywhere else in the league, so they don't get that benefit of it, but I trust them in this spot here. Fair enough. Uh, Cowboys-Seahawks, last one before we get to Survivor. Seahawks, five-point home favorites. Russell Wilson completing 83% of his passes through two weeks. And Oklahoma State legend, who was not the starting running back his senior year, Chris Carson, three touchdowns through two weeks. Dallas coming off the big emotional comeback against Atlanta. Five-point Seahawks favorites. What do you think? 
I like Dallas in this spot, too. I think that Dallas was a team that – I know that they were down big against Atlanta. Got a, you know, they had a couple turnovers early. And they dominated that game. They, they had 200 more yards than Atlanta. So, I know that they only won by a point. But it's only because they put themselves in a hole. I think Dallas is in a good spot here, especially Seattle coming off of that win. Um, yeah, they don't have Bruce Irvin either, uh, rushing the passer. So, I think Dallas – uh, has a little luck here, and I think I think Dallas wins this game straight up. Boy, I don't know about straight up. I I think I tend to lean Dallas plus the five. What I'm re- mm-hmm. what I'm looking forward to the most about this game is the amount of collisions that we're going to see between Jamal Adams and Ezekiel yep. Elliott about five yards down the field because Jamal Adams, I, I really like the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, so I watch a lot of Seattle football. And Jamal Adams through two weeks looks like an absolute menace on Pete Carroll's defense. So he and Zeke meeting in the open field is going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, I like watching Zeke play. And, you know, Dallas has its injuries as well. But I think this is another – I think this is a spot game for Dallas. They're coming off of a game where they feel like, uh, you know, they were the better team, but a lot of people see them as lucky to win, uh, catching five against the Seahawks team that probably should have lost last week. Yep, fair enough. Let's uh, survivor picks. Give me your two favorite, and then I'll give you my two. I think that we might have some overlap here. Okay, let me look at my two favorites for survivor. Uh, man, I think this is just an anti-Jets pick. Colts is my first one. Who do you got? Colts is my first one. It's an anti-Jets pick. Colts are 11.5-point yep. favorites. They're minus 630 on the money line. I just yep. The Jets are so bad, and they are in such disarray right now. I, I like the Colts in a survivor pool. Do I have to take another one, or is that going to be good enough? Uh, I'll give you my second one first. My second one's the Patriots. I, I don't see an avenue toward uh, yep. Vegas winning the game this week. Bill Belichick yep. is such a brilliant defensive mind. He is going to double-team Darren Waller. He is going to have an extra guy following Josh Jacobs around all day, yep. and Derek Carr is going to look really confused, and New England's going to win by two touchdowns. Did you see that picture of Belichick, by the way, in that torn-up sweatshirt? That it's was like actually not come. him. That was a homeless guy they brought in off the street who was a lookalike. I think it was Belichick after 36 consecutive game film hours of watching every play that Derek Carr has played since about seventh grade. Yeah, I think Twice. you're right. Yeah, people Twice. always talk about how Bill Belichick never leaves and he works like 22 yeah. hours a day, and then they're shocked yeah. when he shows up to a press conference wearing a T-shirt that has holes in it and he looks like he hasn't slept in four days. It's like, yeah, everybody Somebody, says he watches more film and does more than anybody else in the world, so that's not super shocking to me. Somebody get that guy a sandwich. I mean, he looked like he was about to pass out. He looked terrible. Yeah, get that guy terrible. a bottle of water. He's struggling. <laughs> exactly. I think I'm with you, so we're going to both agree. Um, Colts and uh, Patriots for Survivor. I don't see – there's no way we would anyone would have used both of those teams the first two weeks. I think you're good to go there. Yeah, I think so too. All right, we're going to uh, call it a day for the NFL here. If you want to hear all about college football, some conference play starting this week, every week throughout football season, we're releasing two podcasts. That way you can easily uh, flip back and forth, find all the NFL talk and all of the college football talk. So we're headed over there. Remember to download the Thrive Fantasy app. Check that out. A lot of fun. All right, that is all for the NFL this week. Thanks for listening to By the Hook.